today. So uh, what I want to share with you this morning is the vision that God has given us as leadership for this church for 2015. This is not something that I came up with myself. This is something that we've been praying about. In fact, this particular vision we've been praying on for over three years. It started two years ago when we sought the Lord as pastors and He revealed to us that we're to bring forth a spirit of belonging. And so two years ago, you'll remember that, we, we really brought forth the message that we belong together. We belong to work together and you belong in this house. God called you here and you're a part of it for a reason. Last year, we looked at building together and you can see we're in the midst of that. It's actually physically happening. We are building this building, but we're building up too as a ministry, as a community of faith, as a church and as a people of God. We are building it up. Well, our vision for this year, for 2015, is branching out. So we want to branch out this year, and I want to share with you what that means specifically. So let me ask the Lord to bless this time and pray together so we could hear what the Lord is saying to us. Father, show us, teach us, reveal to us what it means to branch out to be the family of God in this season, to know what to do in this hour, in this region, as your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Branching out. What does it mean to branch out? Branch out means you need to dig deeper. You need to go farther. You need to advance. It means diversity in directions. It means to amplify. It means to reach out. It means to raise up in new dimensions. It means to to renew and have new life and new vigor. It means it's a new effort. That's what branching out means. And so if you've ever looked at a tree that begins to bring forth its branches, the branches reach out and grow and it expands beyond its original positioning so that it could take in more of the sun and it could also bring more things into its branches It can provide shade and comfort. It can provide, hopefully, fruit that it will produce as it begins to enlarge. Its roots have to go deeper as its branches go farther. And all of this is what God is saying to us. Branching out is more than just another word for evangelism. It means branching out in every aspect of your life. New dimensions of growth in every aspect of your life, to go deeper rooted in God's Word, to go farther in your reach. You know what? Here, let me help you with this illustration. (laughs) Branching out, stretching, reaching, going for it. It means your prayer life is going to go bigger and branch out into new dimensions in the spirit that you've never gone before. It means branching out with power and uh, input into your community and into your workplace. It's, It's another level of growing and branching. It means new dynamics of God's spirit branching out in you and moving and shaking in you. It's a branching out that God's got for us. And what I want to do is I want to take you through six branches in the scriptures that will show you some of the dimensions of this. When I began to look at these different branches in scripture, I saw the correlation between them and our prophetic bulletin for 2015. All of you should have received the prophetic bulletin in the mail when you got the messenger that you received in January. If you don't have it, we'll have copies here for you. But the prophetic bulletin was 
originated and, and developed by our prophetic teams who back in November began to pray and seek God for what he was going to do in 2015. And so as I share these branches and the definition of what it means to branch out in your life, to go further and expand in the dimensions of the Spirit, in the dimensions of who you are and how God uses you, it correlates with those prophetic words of the Lord. So what I'm about to share with you is not a sermon, not a message, but a prophetic utterance over us as a people. That as I speak it over you, you would respond and you would receive it. Uh, You know, how many of you ever heard people, when there's preaching going on, someone says, amen? Did you ever hear that? I hope you hear it here. People say, well, that's just those, you know, uppity kind of, that's just those Christians that are vocal. It's biblical, brothers and sisters. It's absolutely biblical. Paul even says that when you're speaking in tongues, he says that when there's a word spoken, it needs to be understood, so, unless how could someone say amen to your declaration? And it also says in 2 Corinthians 1, 20, 21, it says that all the promises of God are yes to those who are in Christ Jesus, to the amen in the church. So our amen is a so be it. So as I make this declaration and proclamation for us uh, over this year, if you'll receive it, you would say amen. amen. And so I'm hoping that as we've put enough prayer into this and, and the Holy Spirit speaks it out over us, you will grab hold of this as it will cause you to grow in the Lord. Amen. The first branch I want to share with you is the branch of harvest. When you look at scriptures, you'll see in Numbers 13, verse 23, that the Israelites had escaped Egypt, they went through the wilderness, and they found themselves on the borders of the promised land. This is the promise that God had, was going to fulfill in their lives if they would but go in and possess the land. So what uh, Joshua did is he set... 12 spies, one from every tribe, into that land. And it says that when they went into the land, they scouted it out. And what they did is they wanted to see how agriculture, remember it was the land flowing of milk and honey. They wanted to see the abundance of agriculture and crops and so forth. Numbers 13, 23 says, And they came to the valley of Eskol and cut down from there a branch with a single cluster of grapes and they carried it on a pole between two of them come on now that's a cluster of grapes nino salvaggio's is jealous of that kind of grapes you need to have two people carry that cluster right it's so big you had to stretch a branch between two people to bring that much fruit one cluster of grapes in Now that's an abundance, that's a wonderful thing, and the word I believe that's going to happen over us this year is that God is going to bring a branch of harvest. It's harvest time, and I can't tell you how excited I am for that. I want harvest. I need harvest. You know what happens with harvest is I've been meditating on this word and considering it. The one thing I know about harvest is if there's going to be a change, it's going to change in seasons. If there's a season change, there's a climate change. Everybody say climate change. change. You're going to start feeling a spiritual climate change in the church. I believe this with all my heart. Because you know what? We've been sowing. 
we've been sowing. We've been sowing hard. It says that those who sow in tears will reap with joy. And you know, we've been planting words and planting words and planting seeds. You've been planting seeds with your friends, your neighbors, your relatives for so long, and you've been weeping over it. It's been in the hot sun. You know, planting and sowing is hard work, isn't it? And you're laboring. How many of you know that in this community, the ground is as hard as rock? My gosh, this is not fertile soil. This has been hard to plant a seed into people's lives. People are hurting and they're, and they're resistant. And we've been pr- uh, planting and sowing. And, th- and then we have, to, we have to weed through all of this, right? It's hard to sow. But the change of the climate brings a cooler breeze. And when the ch- climate changes and it's time for the harvest, the fruit comes in. From the one seed you planted, I'm losing my voice, so turn it up. From the one seed that you planted, there will come 30, 60, 100 fold. Harvest is a good time. We celebrate harvest, don't we? Oh my gosh. And that's what I believe is coming. We're going to have so much harvest come in, it's going to take two of you to bring the grape clusters in. And, and what happens with harvest shift is that there's so much, you've been toiling and working, but harvest brings more in than you expected in your labors. That changes to joy, right? Look, at, it's going to get to where you can't manage this. And, and some of you are going to freak out about that. You're going to get worried about it. But that's good because you can't handle this. It's going to come to where we won't know what to do. There'll be so much, we're going to be so messed up, but there's going to be such a harvest, we won't care. We'll laugh and sing and dance during the midst of this harvest. We won't know where to put people, we won't know what to do with what's going on, but that's a good thing. How many of you know that? Because if we were controlling it, we would slow it down. Is that right? Because we have to have our fingers all over it. We have to put it in categories and we have to make it arrange according to ourselves. But this harvest is coming and it's going to do something beyond our ability. God's promising a fruitful reward. Think of this. Israel was supposed to go into the promised land. Did they go in? They believed what report? The bad report. They believed and they had fear. Two of them, right? said, no, man, this is it. Let's go in. God promised this harvest to us. But instead, they believed the bad report. There's giants in the land. Even the evidence of the fruit was there, but they didn't enter in. They spent 40 more years in the wilderness to that generation, that unbelieving generation wouldn't go in. I'll look at folks. I don't want to mess around 40 more years. How about you? I want to go in. I want to go in to this harvest. That's what I want. So I believe that this branch of harvest is coming and that God is going to bring it in and it's going to be so much we cannot handle. How many of you want harvest in your life? How many of you need a harvest? That's what God's going to do in this year. It's a year that we're going to see it. Second branch that I believe is coming is the branch of intercession. What you'll see is that in the book of Numbers... There was a rebellion against the leadership of Moses and Aaron. Many people said, come on, Moses, you picked your brother. Why'd you do that? I think I could be a better high priest. Why not my family? And so Moses went to the Lord, and and, uh, 
the Lord told Moses, have every leader of his tribe bring his branch, bring his staff into the tabernacle. And they did. And this is what it says in Numbers 17, 8. On the next day, Moses went into the tent of testimony. And behold, the staff of Aaron for the house of Levi had sprouted and put forth buds and produced blossoms. And it bore ripe almonds. The almond blossom. Now, what it declared was that Aaron was going to be the mediator between God and Israel. Aaron was the high priest. I believe this is a year for the branch of intercession. God is looking for his people to be priests of his kingdom. It's time for us to take hold of intercession, but it won't come without a cost. There will be war. There will be spiritual warfare. As Aaron was proved out to be the high priest, it came at a battle among others. There will be others that come against you, but you are going to blossom in this work. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate that. You will blossom. Now listen, this almond blossom is important because the almond blossom is the first blossom in that region to come forth in the springtime. It's the first sign and promise of what is to come. It's the first blossom that shows up and appears. In fact, in Jeremiah chapters 1, 11 and 12, God asked Jeremiah, what do you see in the vision that I have shown you? And Jeremiah said, I see an almond blossom. And the Lord, Jesus, uh, the Lord God said, yes, you are right. You see an almond tree. You have seen well, for I will watch over my word to perform it. There's a a word play in that scripture because the word for almond blossom is the same word for watch over. And what God said is, you're seeing an almond blossom because I'm going to be faithful to my word to watch over it and then do what? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. What's he going to do? Oh, he's going to watch over his word and then do what? Perform it. And so the almond blossom is on the branch of the priest so that when the branch of the priest declares the word of God, what will God do? Perform it. God will perform it. God, this is a year for you to get into a place of intercession, for you to begin declaring, even though there will be resistance against you, it is a time for you to declare what the word of the Lord is over any situation so that God will do what? perform it. He wants you to be a mediator in these situations. He needs a people that he has appointed as a royal priesthood in the earth. Don't you think it's time for somebody to mediate the kingdom of God in this earth? Don't you think it's time for someone to mediate, thus saith the Lord, over this nation, over the state, over your household? And so that he needs somebody to say, thus saith the Lord, because he's waiting to do what? Yes. And he needs the mediators to take their position. You're the almond blossoms. You're the hope. You're the first sign of what God is going to do. When you enter into your prayer closet, you have authority. You've been called to mediate between heaven and earth. Thy will be done where? On earth as it is in heaven. Who's on earth? Who's in heaven? Uh, We got a team going here, right? And so he needs you to speak his word so that he will watch over it and perform it. Who is ready to take the branch of intercession? Amen. 
to take it. It's budding. Oh, wait a minute. I'm not through yet. What did it have on it? An almond blossom, but what else? Almonds. Fruit. Fruit. God's not just a show-up God, a showy God. He will produce something. I'm going to watch over my word so that I may what? Perform it. I'm going to show up with fruit. Your prayers this year are going to be evidenced with fruit. The glory of something is found in its fruit. Yeah, uh, the glory of an apple tree is a what? An apple. The glory of an orange tree is what? An orange. The glory and what it exists for and why it has flowers and why it buds of an almond tree is what? Almonds. And Aaron's rod had the proof. It had the fruit. It was in its full level of glory that it had blossomed. This is the day. This is the hour. The church must walk in its glory and produce fruit. Fruit for a dying world. Amen? That's the second branch. Let's go to the third branch, shall I? The branch of hope. Now, look, at we're in a crazy world right now. God said, as in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of God returns. We're coming into a time where we're entering into the chaos. Uh, the, de- the, depra- the depravity of this world is coming close to that of Noah's time. Now, what you have to understand in Noah's time is that God had to destroy the human race in order to save the human race. The the human race had become so depraved and, in fact, so genetically uh, uh, mutated that God had to find someone who was clean, and that was Noah and his children, so that he had to destroy this depraved and debauched race through one man so that he could save the human race through the line of Noah to bring the Savior. And I want to tell you the floodwaters had come to destroy this earth, but there is something that happened after any destruction. This is the year of hope, a branch of hope. You see, because when the waters subsided, Noah wondered, will we ever find the world again? Will we ever start over? Sent out a raven, that raven didn't return. He sent out a dove, and what did the dove come back with? An olive branch, the hope, the hope of a new creation, the hope of a new world. Genesis 8.11 says, And the dove came back to him in the evening, and behold, in her mouth was a freshly plucked olive leaf. So Noah knew that the waters had subsided from the earth. I want you to never forget this, this equation. You should wear it, speak it, declare it always. It's an equation that will last till Jesus returns. Where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. You might, God might flood this earth, but there's a new beginning. And sin might have destroyed that creation, but there's a new creation coming out of resurrection that God's got. You may be in a situation this year where the flood waters seem deep, but flying over every flood, flying over all destruction will come the dove of hope, the dove of peace. It's an olive branch of peace. You are going to have to bring peace to people who are in troubled waters. This is a year where people will have financial collapse. It's going to be a tough year. There's going to be all sorts of wars, rumors of wars, all sorts of calamity. People are distressed. People are troubled. People are drowning in it. 
Drowning in depravity, drowning in self-medicating, drowning in their life and in every situation. A branch of hope has got to fly over the troubled waters and come into their house, come into their household and say there's hope, there's new life for you, waiting for you in Jesus Christ. This is a time of new hope. This is a time of a branch. Now let me ask you something, where did that dove carry that branch of hope? Say it again. Everybody join her. Where's the word of hope going to come from? From our mouths, folks. We've got to speak it. We've got to fly it. We've got to deliver it. And we've got to speak it. You, you know, a little dove doesn't have a loud voice. He couldn't stay on the land back where there was land and say, Noah, Noah. He had to deliver the message. You've got to go over the waters over the trouble and through the woods to your grandma's house and get this message out. Right? But you've got to speak it. You've got to demonstrate it and you've got to speak it. It's a message that's going to come out of you. It's a message that you carry. You've got to believe it. If you're going to give hope to somebody else, you've got to have the hope as well. And I want to tell you, you can't even begin to have faith unless you have hope. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So faith does not even exist until you have a vision of hope. Where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. Where people are weeping and wailing and there's no hope, you walk in the room and deliver a different message. You come into the room with a message of hope. It's a branch of hope that God's got in your mouth as you would deliver it. So we've got the branch of harvest that's coming, the branch of intercession, the branch of hope. And then I want to tell you something else that's going to break forth this year. It's a branch of praise. I want you to go with me into the throne room of Revelation chapter 7 verse 9. It says this, After this I looked and behold a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, all tribes, all peoples, all languages, standing... You know, I've got to stop right there for a minute. I just love to point this out. How do you think John recognized people from every tribe? They're all wearing white clothes. I guess the color of their skin would figure that they're from all the different tribes. If everybody's wearing white, how do you figure out what tribe they're from? How do you figure what nation they're from? Right? What do you think, we go to heaven and all get whitewashed or something like that? We all changed into one color? God loves the color you are. God loves the nations. God loves the, the way he's made every unique people. We're not going to speak English up in heaven. I don't know what we're going to speak. Someone will go, oh, we're going to speak Hebrew. I don't know about that. I don't know what we're going to speak. But what, uh, you're going to speak your language, all languages. And all languages understood. He said that I looked all the people, all the tribes, all the languages, standing before the throne, before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands, branches of praise. We're, I want you to consider that when you're looking at this, these people, how do you think they're waving their palm branches? Hey, Jesus, how you doing? <laughs> so, like I was saying, uh, where are you from? Are you kidding me? This is a deliberate and intentional 
display of praise to the King of kings and Lord of lords. It's unabashed. It's unashamed. It is, give me another branch. I'm gonna, I got two hands. Give me two branches. I'm going to be praising the King of kings and Lord of lords with my whole heart, my whole mind, my whole soul, and all the strength I have within me. I believe that we're entering into a year where we're going to see praise like never before. You're only going to see branch praise either at the triumphal entry of Jesus or in the book of Revelation around the throne. What do you want to model? The hypocrisy of the triumphal entry where they praised him for once in a while and then set him down and turned their back on the Lord? Or are we going to praise like those who praise him in heaven? Are you going to praise like those who are before the throne of God? I believe we're entering into a time of a branch of praise like never before. This is a public display of affection. People get nervous with PDA. How many of you know that? You ever been around people who have public displays of affection? You know what I'm talking about? They're all lovey-dovey. They love each other. They can't help but have their arm around each other. Yeah, baby. Uh-huh, honey. People are like... But we're coming into a season where there is going to be from the church such a public display of affection for their Savior and their King. We're not going to be pushed back anymore. We're not going to be reduced to singing our songs on Sunday morning in a church building. We're going to begin praising Him out in the streets. We're going to declare Him wherever we go with public displays of affection. I was telling the, the, the first service uh, to, uh, last year, uh, towards the end of the year, it was near Christmas time, uh, and I went to Kmart, my favorite place to shop. Uh, so anyways, uh, I'm just kidding. Um, but anyways, I was in Kmart, um, and uh, so when I was at the checkout counter, I'm standing there, and there's some people, a couple guys over here with each other, talking to the lady behind them, and they're, you know, kibitzing and talking, and I'm standing in line and then talking to the lady next to me, and they were getting kind of loud, you know? And I don't know what was going on. The lady behind me, we're talking, and we look over. And all of a sudden, the lady says, well, I know how to sing. And the guy goes, oh, do you? Why don't you sing me a song? And she busts out in Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace. And I thought she'd sing a line. She's singing the whole song, top of her lungs. Guess what these two guys did? Started singing in with her. They're singing Amazing Grace at the cash registers. I'm looking around. We've got praise going on at Kmart open, unabashed praise, right? Public displays of affection. You're going to see it in the marketplace. You're going to see it at work. We're tired of being told, hey, the world has no problem displaying their crude language and profanity. They have no problem showing us their naked parts, revealing everything they got and telling us what happens in their sexual life. But we have to keep quiet about our love for Jesus. Uh-uh, no way, no how. Not anymore. I've got a branch of praise. And the church is ready to sing it. And declare in every tongue, tribe. And I'm going to tell you what. When you begin to pr praise the Lord and begin to declare it, you're going to be surprised at how many undercover Christians are going to come out and start praising with you. There is a branch of praise. Now what comes next? Oh, <laughs> What comes next is the branch of healing. 
In the book of Exodus, the Israelites came to a place called Mara, bitter waters. And as they were at that place of bitter waters, they needed something fresh to drink. The, the people of Israel complained again to Moses. We're thirsty. You let us out here and we can't drink. Moses went to the Lord. And it says in Exodus 15, 25, Then Moses cried to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. And he threw a branch of it into the waters, and the waters became sweet. There he made for them a statute and a regulation, and there he tested them. And he said, if you will give earnest heed to the voice of the Lord and do what is right in his sight and give ear to his commands and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians, for I, the Lord, am your healer. God gave them a new covenant name. He said, I want you from now on to call me Jehovah Rapha. That's how you will identify me. I am your healer. And I believe this is a year we're going to see the branch of healing. It's not just physical healing. It's going to be a ministry of healing. That it's a branch that's going to soothe bitter waters. Bitterness, unforgiveness, bitter thoughts, bitter past. Bitter issues. God's going to start cleaning that stuff up and the sweetness of the cross of Christ is going to heal and satisfy bitter hearts and bitter minds. Do you know how many people are bitter out here? They're upset at authority. They're upset at their parents. They're upset at everybody else. Hey, they hate themselves too. There's such bitterness in people's lives. There's only one remedy, the cross, the branch of Jesus to stick in that bitter water to make it sweet again. He said, you're in covenant with me. I'm in covenant with you. If you will honor this covenant, I will not put disease on you like the Egyptians had. That's amazing. And God said that through Jeremiah, he said, you know what? You never lacked for sandals when I brought you through the desert for 40 years. They didn't need a new pair of shoes. They never lacked food. They never lacked anything. Why is it the church today thinks we lack so much? Maybe it's we're not obeying what he asked us to do. He said, if you'll obey me, I will pour out upon you. We heard the prophecy earlier this, this day. If you will honor me, I will honor you. And that's all he's asking. And we're going to see people healed this year. We're going to hear the prodigals come back. Their bitterness towards the church. Their bitterness towards other Christians. Their bitterness towards what people did and said and, and acted towards them. But the healing branch is going to come and revive the bitter waters into sweetness. They're going to come back singing the songs of Jesus. They're going to come back worshiping next to you because they've been healed. That's what's coming. And these signs shall follow them that believe. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I believe we're going to see many more healings, many more deliverances through the branch of healing this year because God is doing it. Hey, listen, if it doesn't, if God does not begin to perform in this New Testament, and the New Testament is till he returns, all right? It's not compartmentalized. The New Testament is from the resurrection till Christ returns. We're all in the New Testament right now. If he does not do these things, it means the Old Testament was better than the New. There was more miracles and more happening in the Old Testament than the New. That cannot be. We have a better covenant than the Old Covenant, the writer of Hebrews says, based on better promises. And so I'm believing for this. How about you? We're going to see healing branches, changing of mind, changing of hearts. And we're going to be calling him Jehovah Rapha, Jesus my healer. 
as we proclaim him. The last branch of all, brothers and sisters, is the branch, the branch of branches. Where there was no branch, there was always spoken of the one coming. Jesus is that branch. Isaiah 11.1 says, There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. Say it with me, shall bear fruit. One more time, shall bear fruit. Do you hear a consistent theme here? There's a harvest that's fruit. There's intercession that has the, the seeds of the almond. That's fruit. And this stump of Jesse is going to sprout and bear fruit. It's Jesus. The stump of Jesse is the family tree where sin had cut it off. There's a shoot that came out, a branch that will come out of dead things. That's the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He's going to resurrect in your life areas that were cut off and dead. Dreams and hopes that people cut off and were dead, but he's sprout them again. Jesus is a God of redemption. He's a God of resurrection. And what you had hoped for will someday come to pass. He said in Zechariah 6.12, And I said to them, Thus says the Lord, Behold the man whose name is the branch. He shall branch out. From his place and shall build the temple of the Lord. He shall branch out of his place and build the temple of the Lord. He said, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So the branch, Jesus is branching out. Let me ask you, how will the branch branch out? Through whom? Us. He is the true branch. He is the true vine and we are the branches that's the last branch he's the branch you're the branch we're the branch and so christ is going to go further and farther through you i will branch out says god that's what's happening this year that's what's coming this year i believe with all my heart that these are the things that you're going to begin seeing now i close with this i'm going to go through these again and i want to see that I'm going to pray and release this prayer over your lives for those of you who want each one of these. Each one of these, if it resonated with you, if it was specific to you, I want you to stand during that so that you'll receive it. So the first one is the branch of harvest. Who wants a branch of harvest? Who does want that to manifest in their life this year? All right. You can come out, man. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for those who are standing right now. They want to receive the promise and the prophetic gifting of a branch of harvest. We pray branch of harvest over you. We pray that you will see harvest in your life. You will see the fruit coming forth that you have labored over in prayer, labored over in word, labored over in testing and in trials. And you are going to see harvest come. God is promising 30, 60, 100 fold of what you've set forth in the Lord. What you've prayed for. This is a season of harvest. Get ready to bring in the sheaves. Get ready to bring in the harvest. And to rejoice over what God is doing for you. Will you receive that today? Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated or you can stay standing. If you want a branch of intercession, who wants a branch of intercession? God, I pray right now over those that they are crying out, Lord God, for the blossom of their prayer life to bud and bring fruit. They are wanting, oh Jesus, the staff 
of prayer that you've given them to hold to begin to bear the fruit and the promise that you're watching over their word and you will perform it. You will bring it to fruition. God, you're setting a priesthood in place, a priesthood over their house, a priest over their workplace, a priesthood in their community that they begin to call on the word of God. They begin to speak and mediate the will of God and they shall see the fruit come to pass because you're a faithful God who will answer and bear fruit in their prayer life. Will you receive that this morning? Amen. Hallelujah. You could be seated or you can stand for the next one. Who wants a branch of hope? All right. Hallelujah. Branch of hope for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that we will be the bearers of hope. We will fly over troubled waters. We will go past the distance of destruction. And we will bring in our mouths a word of hope to a dying people. We're not going to be critical anymore. We're not going to be negative anymore. We're going to have hope. We're going to speak hope. And we're going to give promise of new life. Because that's the promise of our God. Who will put that in their mouth and declare it this morning? Amen and amen. Hallelujah. You can stand or you can be seated. But who wants a branch of praise? Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. We're praying right now for a branch of praise. We're going to praise God like we've never praised Him before. We're going to go to the depths of our soul. And we're going to bless Him and praise Him. It won't matter if we're in private or if we're in public. It won't matter our surroundings. The Spirit of God's going to fall on us. And we're just going to praise Him. We're going to love Him. We're going to adore Him. And we're going to sing to Him. Over the song of the world will come a song of praise with the people of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now you may be seated or you can stand. Who wants to have a branch of healing in their hands? God, I pray this morning that as they reach out, we want to have healing. That we're going to be the people who make a difference to those who are suffering and those who are wounded. We're not going to look at them and say, I'll pray for you and walk away. We will pray for them now. We will touch their lives now. We will mend and help them. We will give to them what we have. We'll carry them if we have to. But we're going to bring healing and hope to their lives in all the forms that it can come in. We will bring healing this year. Who will take that responsibility? Amen. Now you can be seated or you can stand. How many of you are going to be the branch of Jesus Christ? You're going to follow Him. You're connected to the branch. And His life is your life. All that flows out of Him now flows in you. And you will demonstrate it to a dying world. You will touch them like Jesus touches them. You will speak to them like Jesus speaks to them. You'll carry their burdens unto Jesus the branch. Who will take this responsibility? Hallelujah. Then give God a shout of praise. Thank Him. Bless His name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your holy name. Yeah, yeah. Sing it with me. Hallelujah. Who is moving on the waters? Who is holding?